2: Welcome to XS Manchester, this is the Wednesday Club and it is the Manchester Football Social. I am joined on the red side of Manchester today with his wonderful shirt on, it's Alex Boardman. Hello Alex. Thanks, it's the 85 Cup final winning shirt. We'll take a picture of that and put it on Twitter so you can see it. And obviously Danny Jackson for the blue side of Manchester. Hello Danny. Good evening Joe, good afternoon Joe. What are we telling people? We are not here at the minute, we are uh, pre-recorded so anyone listening, uh, you could normally text uh, and phone in. But why don't you just tweet at the minute, at uh, MCR Footy Social, get involved in the conversation. Uh, We have got a a gig on tonight, XS Manchester, and uh, we have to all be down there. So we're recording this, but don't worry, still an hour of football for you uh, with Alex and myself. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Danny, uh, you uh, have come in, Manchester City, um, the title race just gets even better. And I think for the neutral fans, the Premier League uh, last year was a sort of whitewash. City ran away with it. Now we've got a head-to-head battle. Um, we're going to be talking about that. Manchester United as well. as Ollie, done enough for the job as uh, Manchester United's uh, permanent boss, uh, Alex, I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about that. And obviously today is uh, 61 years since the Munich Air disaster. We're going to have a special poem by a gentleman called Our Kid. Uh, We're going to get him in the studio later on. Uh, we're going to chat to Peter Bolton as well, Manchester United fan for over 50 years. Just about the day itself and why it means so much uh, in Manchester United's history. But why not start with the title race, Danny? You're uh, you got a bigger smile than you had last week. I'll tell you that. Um, obviously, coming off last week with a defeat to Newcastle, that could have seemed like all was lost. But you now are back in it, Danny. Yeah, we definitely are. It's uh, funny the what a week uh, kind of does
0: to you. I mean, obviously, as I was, you saw me um, Wednesday, Joe, last week. I was, I was. I'd wrote the title off. You'd, thrown, be it. you'd thrown it away, hadn't yeah. you, it felt like. And I'd wrote it off. It was, wrote... it
3: was kind of brilliant and kind of bad because Liverpool were going to win it. And yeah, then...
0: I mean, no-one wins if Liverpool win no. it, do they? So let's be honest. No. But, I mean, I, I, um, I was a bit... I heard Natalie uh, earlier, I think it was Tuesday, last night, saying that she was like me. She was just fuming, went to bed, yeah. just really annoyed. The title's gone. Then all of a sudden, two draws on the bounce and two poor performances, nervy performances from Liverpool it's kind of opened that door up and we're now favourites again. No. I mean, what a mad week to be almost out of sight, potentially going 10 points behind. We're actually the bookies' favourites to win the It's now mad to, mad to be favourites, three points behind. It is. Mad. It is, but I think what the bookies are maybe getting on the back of is, and I've said it before on this show, and even last week, Joe, if you remember, I was saying we can still win this. is a long way to go, but it just felt bad. It felt like a real downer. But uh, I think the bookies are looking at, we, we've been here, we've got, a massive number of players in that squad that have done it two three times that have gone through this last you know last 10 games i mean our, our, when we've won the title our last six eight games we've won each time and and i think that takes bottle i think you're seeing cracks within liverpool and i just think um you know i'm not saying we're
2: going to win the title but i tell you what we got a better chance yeah. than we did seven days ago. I'll uh, I'll say that. One thing City have got to do, and they've got to win the games now. They've just got to get three points every time it comes around. Yeah, you guys have got to do us a favour. Well, Come on, it was all a favour. We got Adam Rushton on the phone. He is an Everton fan. The game tonight, obviously City against Everton in Goodison Park, should be a big one. Adam, uh, as an Everton fan, is your mind torn? Come on, City!
0: Yes, <laughs> I knew it. I knew no, it.
1: No, no. No, because let's be honest, who wants Liverpool to win the league?
0: No one. <laughs> no one. No
1: one, because <laughs> no they will never shut up about it. <laughs> oh <mate. laughs> uh, they oh. just, ah, oh, they're annoying, aren't they? Guys, yeah. No, I, I'll be honest. I'm an Everton fan. I'm really, I'm a realistic Everton fan. We are awful. Yeah. We're not going to. We're going to get. We got turned over by Millwall, and they're not trying to win the Premier League. We're going to get battered
2: tonight. Even so if so, get... is what you're trying to say is, that even if the 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 consequence of Liverpool uh, moving forward in the Premier League tie race, if you beat them tonight, even if that was just taken away, City against Everton tonight, you you don't think you'd have a hope in hell? No.
1: I would love us to turn City over um, and so to would we probably will tonight watch we'll <laughs> do everyone wrong, but don't say up. that I believe you really there's no substance to the that and, yeah, no, the title. Um, I, I, I
0: think Adam I was saying to the guys just before we came on air that I went on uh, the uh, grand old uh, what is it your forum the Everton forum grand old team, grand old yeah, team oh, forum really and, mean, yeah. and I saw that thread on there I don't know if you've seen it about tonight's game and I, I, I estimated there were 600 replies on that, rough guess, I would say 580 wanted City to win tonight, and not only win, but just in case it came a goal difference, they all wanted like 10-0 wins, you know, it was just crazy.
1: It's so easy to wind them up. Oh, it's great, he's great. It? And it's just so easy. It's brilliant. Uh, of course, we don't want, we want to be able to beat City, but the only silver lining we can get, because we've got nothing else to play for, is if we get battered tonight, 26-0, at least <laughs> that means Liverpool
4: are going to win the league. So, <laughs> Hey Adam, I've got a
1: <laughs>
3: I've got a question for you then. What Have you noticed in and around Liverpool in the last couple of months a shift? Because I was in Liverpool in December and the Liverpool had won a game and they were singing in the streets and all the pubs were full and stuff in the last couple of weeks. Are, are they getting nervous now? Is, do They think oh, they are.
1: Yeah, of course they are. I was, I was, I was talking to my mate who's a Liverpool fan, and he's a brutally honest Liverpool fan, and I said, you might still do it. And he went, no, nah, we've bottled it, haven't we? They oh, right. it. and they're three points clear it's still
2: three points clear they're I'm not... worried that everyone is so convinced that Liverpool are going to battle it what if they don't, this is my worry now Liverpool, uh, you know, they are still three points clear and all they really need to do is just keep consistently winning games, it's going to be tricky there's some big uh, games coming up for Liverpool but now that the, the tide has turned a couple of times this season we might be here next week or we might be here in two weeks time gentlemen and Liverpool could be favourites again So it is a long, long race, this, to the top of the Premier League.
1: If Liverpool win the league, I'm moving to the Antarctic and I'm deleting Facebook and all social media. And I won't come back for 10 years until
0: they've forgotten it. It's great (laughs) uh, speaking to someone that hates Liverpool just as much as we do. (laughs) I demonstrate it every week on this show. Adam, don't come back.
1: I hate Liverpool. I just, just. Stay my head because I'm obviously I'm having an fan and I've got an eight-month-old son now and I keep apologising to him because he's got to grow up and know what it's like to feel successful and a winner because we are just that bad.
2: So yeah. I was going to say don't come back in ten years' time because there'll be an anniversary game or something like that one day. Liverpool will do a little. This was the moment ten years on and they, they recreate the whole match. Um, um, Adam, uh, um,
1: thank you very much for your it. call,
2: mate. Thanks, Adam. Oh,
1: thank you. Thanks for having us on.
2: Cheers, boss. That was Adam there. Everton, Man City tonight. Now, you say there's no substance behind no. my call saying that Everton could no. do City. I've not seen Everton put up a good fight, and I've seen not lately, Everton. Not lately, I've, I've seen club... Everton be a bogey team. Oh, you look at West Ham. Look at Newcastle. Look
3: at Newcastle. Look at Newcastle yeah. two weeks ago. There's no week. substance
2: behind that. This is a weird Premier League season. It is. It is. But,
0: but the thought. I mean, I wasn't overly convinced at Newcastle last week. I was a little bit nervous. I don't feel quite as nervous tonight that is a club in pure turmoil the the fans hate the players the players hate the fans the fan the atmosphere at goodison tonight is going to be pro city from the Ever- it's going to be a strange scenario even to the point where i've i've heard Ever- everton fans saying that um you know if silver does win the game tonight they want him out you know it's get got to that point where <laughs> everton 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 want to lose that the fans want to lose that game but they've got injuries for fun you know Mina's out Jagielka's out you know they they are devoid of all confidence you know they got beat at home last week to who was it they got beat turned over by uh, Wolves 3-1 absolutely dominated I just City I think City have had their blip I think we've had that time where (laughs) that Newcastle performance last week was the strangest performance I've ever seen in in recent times from a City team but I don't I don't for one minute think will let them get away with it again tonight
2: that was the question I was going to ask you so last week you said that you were watching that game and in the first minute you turned to you suddenly say, we aren't going to win this or so the first 10 minutes, what would, minutes be the, what would be the same scenario tonight where you'd go oh I'm not too sure about this do you want them to get because you scored a goal in a minute last week but there was something about the way City were playing or their last... attitude you, you just don't want to see that the yeah, three. and I
0: don't think I will, Joe. I think last week was just a freak. I've never felt it ever before, watching City. You know, definitely under under Pep. At five minutes in, Alex, because you wasn't on the show last week. Five no, minutes no, in, I... right, we're 1-0 up after 24 seconds. Five minutes into the game, I turned to my 11-year-old little boy and said, we're not going to win this, mate. And he's going, what are you going on about? And you just felt it. it, it you know, there was so no strange. tempo. The passing was all over the show. Uh, Pep looked frustrated, agitated. Just something about that performance and that night just was not meant to be for me. You know, they had two shots on target, one being a penalty and they both go in. It was one of them nights and it was always going to happen. I just can't see, Joe... Pep letting City get away with that again. The performance against Arsenal on Saturday, Sunday was absolute quality. Second half was as good as I've ever seen. I love that Alex has got this piece of paper in his hand. Well,
2: this, now, now Danny, this is he's where, not really been doing no, anything, look, has he? He's just been flapping this it. This is where we'll be up to. Actually. Here
3: we go. No, he's actually. I, I'm actually kind of on City's side here with this because City are three points behind now. Yeah. Um I think the goal difference city something like Plus, I think they got 5 you know, on them nine on them even. No 5 it's, Is think it think only it's only 5. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you play Everton tonight. If yeah. you beat Everton tonight 1-0, yeah. City at top of the league. Yeah. Um and Liverpool will still have a game in hand. That yeah. game in hand um will be Bournemouth. Yeah. At home. Which you'd expect Liverpool to win back to three points. The next game for Liverpool after that in the league is United. Come on, you Reds at Old Trafford, <laughs> and it's just all absolutely set up for that to be. Uh, I mean, so. as as a United fan, it's been it's been an awful season till Solskjaer took over, and now it feels like something's happening again. If we can play Liverpool at home, and that's the same day you play Chelsea in the League Cup final, yeah. if we can play Liverpool and beat Liverpool at home, and it costs them the league, yeah that will it pathetically but that
0: will be a decent Yeah, but also, you, you, the difference is you've got to be looking at yourselves as well. You want that yes, top exactly. fourth, of course. Top. Well, hold, know, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. By, by doing, doing so. dozen but, games after that. Exactly, but what I'm saying is by doing so, you've got, I mean, I saw this when we played at Liverpool a few weeks ago. I could not believe how many pro City fans there was in my mates at United. So that actually deep down made me think, yeah, they do actually hate Liverpool a lot more than they hate us. Um, yeah, oh, so, so, but by beating them, it's a double whammy, isn't it? It keeps your running and your charge to the top four going. Yeah. Keeps that momentum going. But also does us a massive, massive favour, well, we, and they've still also, got to go to Everton, and Everton did, are not no, going to yeah, be as but... nice as, as nice as they're going to be. Maybe with us tonight, you know that'll be a game they'll want at all costs to win. What will be strange though, guys, and I'd love your opinion on this. <laughs> I was saying this the uh, the because obviously we uh, both teams have got to the the next round of the the FA Cup. The um, game, United game, is obviously going to get moved. um, The United game at Old Trafford. There's talk of that potentially being in the last few weeks of the season. Mm. Now, what if he was already qualified for Champions League? It was done. And you needed to, us to win that to win, you know to to maybe put a massive gap on Liverpool. What atmosphere would that be? You it'd know, be would a very, you actually want be a very, us to win? Very, very it? it's a weird one, one is not it? And I know a lot of United fans
3: would kind of want not be bothered if City won, but I I can never. It's hard ever. not to. I yeah. mean, I could yeah. never go to Old Trafford and go, oh, no. yeah, we don't win. I don't tonight. think anyone would. However, the loss tastes that little bit sweeter. The doesn't other it? side if, of the if, Liverpool if the Man United game is if things are currently stand because Chelsea then play Liverpool. Uh, Chelsea then play City in the League Cup final final if we were to beat we we would go into that fourth place if we were to beat Liverpool so as you say absolutely everything yeah will be on that game. Completely. Mate. It's in about
0: two, three weeks. And I want you, I want you to have that motivation. I, I would absolutely We'd have that anyway, to hands be fair. down, take you boys getting the top four and us winning the league. I would have that I would <laughs> yeah, have that scenario I hands think, down. Mate. I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah,
2: funny would funny that. <laughs> it's funny. Uh Bet this week insisting that Tottenham Chelsea and Man United still remain in the Premier League title race. Dan he just being polite there. Uh, I think he is with United. I mean, I'm not... Oh, I'm not no, no I'm not he is. We're funny. too far back. Let, we are, we're we're
0: far 11 back. points in front of you. Huge goal difference, which is going to be another point. So, effectively, 12 points in front of you. You, are, you. I mean, as well as all he's doing, you can't. that's just unrealistic to expect a charge. And then, that's another three points behind United, uh, behind Liverpool. So, therefore, you're kind of 14 points behind yeah, plus yeah. goal difference. There's so, too few it, games as well. Yeah, and also, is, there we've there played is. Liverpool and lost, and we've played City
3: and lost. So you can't even go, oh, it's still six points to play for against either... It's
0: only three against either one. You're never going to make that back. No. But... You know, like I say, you boys would take top. You'd take fourth place now, wouldn't you? If he was off
3: yeah, the Yeah, after the start now, of this season, yeah. Take that and the Champions League, which is what's going to happen, I think. <laughs> God,
2: We're going to that. get more into Manchester United later on in the next half, the uh, next section of the show. Uh, just quickly on Liverpool as a team, as their form. They've struggled over the last couple of games. Klopp is looking frustrated. The, the old, he looks rattled. Uh, he looks, rattle. oh, he looks the old beyond Klopp, frustrated. Klopp, bingo. Uh, <laughs> as, what's he going to blame? I mean, he's coming yeah. a bit of a parody of himself over the last couple of weeks, um, it's a real test of who he is as a manager now, isn't it, Danny. To see what he can, he can yeah. do.
0: He's done it in the Bundesliga, and he, you know, he's won the title there. He's held the pressure. You know, Bayern Munich were obviously the, the, the you know, way above anybody else in that league, and he, he, he took Dortmund to the title. Um, it's a different scenario, as we know, the Premier League, it's more competitive than the Bundesliga. Uh, I, I just think he does look, he's showing massive signs, but not just him, his players, the crowd. I was talking about the atmosphere against Leicester, I watched the game. And, you know, all as we all know, the myth that is the Anfield atmosphere, because it's just an absolute myth. I, I go Anfield every single season, it's a myth. They're singing while they're up, and they're quiet as a mouse for the rest of the time. That was particularly quiet there is massive nerves and they've not been able to see it through they'll have they'll have you know memories of stevie gerrard slipping and and and, and you know giving that goal to chelsea that in turn led us to the title they're gonna have that playing on their minds they need to win this premier league and i think the pressure of that yeah. is affecting the performances Affecting also,
3: Klopp. not just for this season as well if they if liverpool shudder to think win the league it takes all that psychological pressure on their contenders for the next five years. Completely. If they yeah. don't, if like they us, if I, they like collapse, yeah. Before this this was one. Two, three weeks ago, this was one. City were kind of out of it. There was a seven-point yeah. lead. Could have yeah. been even more. Could have been ten. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it absolutely was one. There's no way they should not be winning this league. Now, yeah. now it's looking like they've conceded so many goals in January, more than any of the top ten, yeah. I think, let alone the top four. Yeah. Um, and they
0: look nervous at the
3: back. They're making they mistakes. They The midfield's like, there doesn't seem to be cover. If Salah's not, you know, performing and um, you'd think, well, Mane's score, he scored this week, but, he's, you know, he steps up one in every six weeks. Firmino doesn't even start every week. You're mm. kind of like...
0: But what you said is bang on, mate, that if they get that first title, yeah, that, that's the it. worrying thing is what that leads to. And, and and it was the same with us. I was just going to use, use the same example. When we won the FA Cup that year, we beat United in the semi and we beat Stoke in the final. I think if we wouldn't have won that that year, we wouldn't have won Premier League no, three it's times all in, momentum, in six, seven it's years. And I just think they need that trophy in the cabinet, the big one that they really, really want. I mean, they can talk about the Champions League. I think if you ask any Liverpool fan, a little bit like with City fans, I think we need to win the Champions League. But I think they'll feel like they need to win the Premier League. And, and by doing it this season, you just fear what the other seasons could bring, don't you? They'll also buy as well. This is the other
3: thing. They don't win the league this year and then the board are like, well, what do we do? We backed him with um, Van Dyke. We gave him ninety million pounds. We backed him with fifty odd million for Cater, Peter. who's abysmal. Um, do we do we what do we do then? Do we give him more money because he's not delivered the league? And that was literally oh, all we right. We're gonna start a to...
0: hashtag clop out clop out. No, let's keep it. Let's keep far. him in. He's wobbling. Keep <laughs> him in. <laughs> this is yeah, what yeah. I was like under Mourinho all he's season.
2: <laughs> <wobbling>. <laughs> this is the Excess Manchester Wednesday Club for the Manchester Football Social. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, coming up we're going to speak in more about Manchester United. Uh, is Ollie the man for the job to take over as a permanent Manchester United manager. We're also going to be having Arcade in the studio to read his personal perfect uh, Munich uh, air disaster poem to you uh, it's going to be a wonderful moment stay with us we'll be right back after this Manchester Football Social Welcome back to the Wednesday Club this is the Manchester Football Social on Excess Manchester uh, thank you very much for joining us on the red side of Manchester we've got Alex Boardman. hello how are you doing Alex smashing and on the blue side of Manchester we've got Danny Jackson hello hi, Danny hi Joe. hi Alex Right. Now, we are talking uh, previously, if you've missed it, get a podcast about Manchester City. We're moving on to Manchester United now. Um, As a couple of stories floating about uh, suggesting um, about the permanent manager for Manchester United will be secured before the end of the season. You know, to give that manager, whoever it may be, that chance to, to have a think about what plays he might need to bring into the squad. Uh, and Wayne Rooney has come out and mentioned that uh, Pochettino is the, let's put it in quotations, right man, Manchester United. Now, does that mean he's the right man right now or in the future? We don't know. We can only delve into them comments. Um, With Alex Boardman, hello. Hiya. And Danny, I'm sure you'll have your saying this from the the blue side of Manchester as well. Uh, We'll start off with Rooney's comments. Well, I I agree. The right man. I agree he is
3: the right man as possibly could be Zinedine Zidane as could, you know, maybe a dozen other managers. He is one of he is a person who fits the mould of a Man United manager. However, I mean, if you just look at the last nine games, what can you what more could Solskjaer do? It, it, it's got to be his job. The way I'm feeling now. Really? I mean, unless there's a You're, collapse, to, you're looking at me now, it's gotta be. My fear is job. that they already decided when they took Solskjaer in, maybe they were lining up Pochettino anyway and went, You can't do it till the end of the season. They took Solskjaer in as like a as a caretaker manager and thinking they were going to bin him at the end of the season and he's, he's far exceeded everyone's expectation but everything has been right for the last three since that Liverpool game, Mourinho's last game it was abysmal and to take over such a mess and to leave us with the football we've had, I mean they weren't great against Leicester but they dug out a result, uh, Burnley the last five minutes the only really turned up but it always felt like they were going to score I mean what else does he have to do, they were brilliant away against Arsenal, they were brilliant against Tottenham the games we've got coming up were just guaranteed, this would have been awful, next week, away at Paris Saint-Germain. Then we got Chelsea. Then we got Liverpool. And um, Then we got Crystal Palace, maybe. Southampton, who knows, then PSG. So you were thinking, we'll be out of the Champions League. Um, Chelsea pr- possibly do us. Liverpool will come to our ground and effectively rub it in our face for the rest of time because they'll beat us at Old Trafford. Now you'd think, you know, would anyone think Liverpool were going to, Turn up and win at Old Trafford? No, I don't think it's a formality. I think we've got a really good chance against Paris Saint-Germain. Would that have happened if Mourinho had still been there? Probably not. What does Solskjaer have to do? What does he have to do?
0: Yeah, my take on it is, I've said it before, um, I completely believe that he was brought in to fill this gap for this period. But when somebody does so well and and changes the complete culture of the club Mm. in 10 games... And gets the results. Nine is it? Nine out of nine out of ten. That yeah, and, then, and one draw. And, and one draw. How how? If he can keeps that level of consistency throughout the season, how on earth could you could you let him go? Well, that's championship it, winning form by anyone's
3: yeah. standard, and that's a that's and the amount of games that's a quarter of yeah. a season. Just so, to
0: play devil's advocate with it, though, um, I mean I have watched um, some of Ollie's games in charge. I've got to be honest, at times I haven't been impressed. I, I think better teams would have taken care of you. I think well, Arsenal, Tottenham and Tottenham. Tottenham, particularly. Um, you know, could have been 6-7 in that second half if it weren't for Digga, maybe that's an exaggeration but it could have been 3-4 or four comfortably in that second half without De Gea. I thought, and I've said this before as well, um, I think if you'd have given us the type of possession you give Arsenal I think we'd have tore you apart, I think Arsenal were just blunt up front uh, I thought they could have done that like I this... watched the Newcastle game when you won 2-0, it was dire My mate, I didn't see any of the, the Leicester game the other night but mates had it, told was me, it, it was poor, it was The first 20 minutes was Brilliant electrifying, and then after that was really, really poor so I, I I wouldn't get too ahead of yourself as much as I think he's done an amazing job, and he can only get the results you know he's got the results, and there's no, no, no denying that. but when you look at it, in the next sort of six weeks you're going to be facing you're going to be facing psG twice PSG, Chelsea, Chelsea, Liverpool, Liverpool. Uh, um, Arsenal and city. Um, that's some some, some tough ask. Although that game is might get what, moved. But. What he inherited, he didn't inherit like
3: one of the classic United sides of all time that were going through a wobble. He's still got a defence. He's still got like players there that have been there three or four years too long. Ashley Young, Valencia, Phil Jones. Phil Jones has played in every game and he's turned him into someone who was a liability into someone who at least is less of a liability. Do you know what I mean? Lindelof was playing well under Mourinho. Fair enough. Baye wasn't. He's playing well. He mm. played well actually against Leicester. Luke Shaw's maintained his form. Matic is reborn. He looked awful most of the season. Looked well, like he was injured.
0: Pogba is your prime um, example. Well, isn't Pogba.
3: It? Yeah. I mean, Pogba. I think he had that in his locker all the time. I think Pogba's as good as Pogba wants to be. Yeah any game of the week. I think a manager, you know, my fear with Pogba is if, you know, somebody don't wave at him, you know, a bit like Toure with a birthday cake. You kind of wonder, he's thrown his bit toys out of the prom yeah. with Mourinho. You know, will that happen with Solskjaer? Maybe not as well, because the other thing is players like Wingard, players like Rashford, he's such a legend to look up to. And he was such a part of the most successful period of the club's history. And it's almost like a direct link to Ferguson. And, I think the fans' backlash. If anyone was to say Pogba fell out with, or Rashford, very unlikely, fell out with Solskjaer this week in training. Reports of a bust-up. There's a dodgy tweet. That's not a joke. Not like they're all friends, but like a. Oh, I don't like. I don't think he's a great manager and something. The fans would absolutely crucify that player. Never happened. Never really happened with Mourinho. Mm. So I just. I don't know. My fear is now it, is that they decided when Mourinho was going. Pochettino comes in at the end of the year. And Solskjaer carries this form on, maybe wins 20 games, draws one or two, maybe loses one uh, one or two. And they go, oh no, we'll still get Pochettino in because that was decided. And that would be ludicrous if it carries on like this. Ludicrous. Do
2: you believe that they have a time of when they want to secure their next manager? Because what some United fans will be thinking is it was, uh, I think it was three years ago this week, where Manchester City secured Pep Guardiola to be coming. Uh, their next Manchester City manager. So he had the time to reflect on the current City squad and the time to think about signings he would like to bring into the club in the summer. United, if they want to have the same sort of reaction maybe Pepper's had to the City squad, need to have a look at someone they want to secure sooner rather than later so they can assess the current, current United squad and don't have a rush at the end of the season in the summer to bring in the players they need to bring Manchester United to the next level. So as a United fan, would you feel happier... Knowing that a manager has been secured roundabout now so that work can be well, done. Well, it should, for next it should
3: be. And I'm pretty sure that Pochettino knows. Whatever's happened, he's either been told, you're number one in the list, or he's been told, we've already got you. That he he must know what's happening. Woodward must know what's happening. Solskjaer probably I'm doesn't. I'm not sure about
0: that, Alex, because when think... you listen to his press conferences, to me, Pochettino. If, that, if Pochettino, if that is the case, I think he's not coming listening to his press conference, Mm. everything he's talking about is is for the future. And I think Pochettino's just, for, for people like me and you that don't really know great managers across the world, you know, we don't scout great managers across the world, I think he's a bit of a lazy option. Everyone's just kind of saying Pochettino. I've got a feeling if, if it isn't going to be Solskjaer, I actually think it's going to be somebody you've not really thought about too much. I'm not sure it's going to be Pochettino. Just the way he talks in press conferences, mm. it just makes me think, you know, reading between the lines of him, you're thinking, mm, he's not going anywhere. He's staying yeah. where he I'm is. Not, you know? I'm not
3: necessarily saying it is, but I'm saying he will know. Whatever, they must have told him.
0: But so, who well, there could... again, would he not then rule himself out? Why, why keep that? Because nobody guessing? ever does that, do why, they? Nobody would... ever nobody, does he that. He knows categorically he's not going, and it's been confirmed. He should just go, Well, let's forget all this United talk. I'm going to concentrate on my job for the foreseeable future at Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, possibly. I mean, who better, though, than
3: Solskjaer? Saying if Pochettino does know he's going to be the new United manager, he's like looking in from afar. Solskjaer's in training with him every day. He's not going to get a better three, four-month period. And the way we started the league this year... Liverpool have still, top of the league, Liverpool have lost one game. We'd lost, in the first three games, we'd lost two. So we need whoever it is needs to fly on.
2: Needs to, you know,
3: know. Wait, keep him there.
2: We're pre-recording the show, so uh, anyone trying to text in, make sure you just tweet us, MCR Footy Social. Uh, and as we pre-record the show, the news has just broken that Ashley Young has signed a new deal for Manchester United for, mm. for uh, I think what we're saying is a one-year extension on his contract... It's just what we've been saying, isn't it? But he deserves it from the
3: way that he's applied himself for the last two, three years. One of the very few who put, turns you up... You need, as
0: we yeah. do, <laughs> players like Ashley Young in you your squad. And, I, but, I mean, I'm not going to take the need. mick out of that because we've got Fabian Delph. You know, Fabian Delph isn't going to necessarily you yeah, get
2: in... Yeah, but Ashley Young plays every yeah, game. Yeah. And no, Fabian I Fabian well, Delph
0: So he's even more important to you. Well, what I'm saying is you need he them players.
4: Be. I
3: think the point is he shouldn't be. And also and Delph... maybe not next season. Delph's not your captain. He's our captain. And also he didn't play well against Leicester and he's not great going forward but he makes so few defensive errors
2: I'd but he have should thought, be the back, at, back up full back shouldn't uh, he I'd have thought if there was one thing that gives United hope in the future in next season they're going to move up a level it is to get rid of the players that have been keeping them at this consistently poor level that they've been on they are not world beaters at the minute they are not going to be winning the Champions League with this squad for the next Five, ten years, they aren't going to be winning the Premier League, they aren't going to be coming anywhere close. And to the fact that they've signed Ashley Young on a one year extension, meaning that he's going to be in the squad, what with Phil Jones and Chris Smallin, who's due testimonial anytime soon, these poor players, they need to be gone. It's what Pep Guardiola did at Manchester City. He saw that the team needed to get into the next level. So we can all sit here and go, Yeah, he's done all right, but has he done good enough? No, he's not. He, for me personally, hasn't done good enough to make Manchester United that world beating team that. I agree. Want to do. I agree, but again, just my my take on that is, I still think you need them
0: sort of players. They know the club. They're a bit of a utility player. He can play both backs Probably next season, he's not going to be first choice. He'll be that backup hopefully. player. Well, hopefully, I'm that's guessing a... that United will spend know, their money yeah, but to bring people no in. There's no rumors that were
2: we'll linked. That we'll yeah, link I think with it's a long else. way to go.
0: Yet. they don't even know who the manager is, mate. I mean, there's no way they're going to be. You're not going to be linked to players when you don't because there's no substance to that, is it? To say, well, we're we'll linked to him, unless it's a director of football so, making them. Yeah, so, Tell you what is
3: interesting with this Ashley Young contract one year extension. Who's yeah, who signed been, it off? This who's is I'm been seeing. consulted? Who yeah. was the top? Does he go to Solskjaer and Feewin and go? What do you what do you make of him training? Can he still do it? Do you think he's a yeah. business? Have they contacted Pochettino and said, "Do you want would him you, in the squad would next, you like season? next
2: season?" Young That's that's confusing, isn't it? Yeah. So this this one year extension. Who wants him? As the, yeah, like like Alex said, have they gone to Pochettino? Go, I don't listen, think, I don't think young, the players true. like it.
0: He's probably took a pay cut. Um, for next season, he oh, probably sure. understands his position. He's going to be that filling in utility type player. Another season, I, I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's particularly no, bad business. I don't think I, don't. It. I think it's a knee reaction. He should
3: not be our first choice. Right how old back. is he now, Ashley? Young? Thirty-three. Oh, ah,
2: Sixty-five. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's move on to a little game before we um, bring in Peter Bolton. Uh, and our kid into the studio. I'm going to talk about goal scorers with uh, Sergio Aguero, uh, scoring a, bagging a hat-trick uh, on the uh, weekend. What a wonderful player Perfect Sergio Aguero is. Perfect, Perfect hat-trick. hat-trick. You're not going to tell head. me one was the handball, are you? <laughs>
0: because that's his... been proven you it know, wasn't was an handball. We... Even he said it was handball. No, but he says he looked at <laughs> the <a> video and <laughs> said it looked like you actually see the video, there's no touch of his arm. And even if it was, I, I, I use this just dead quickly. Even when, if uh, it City was. Square afterwards, even if it grazed his arm, would you have given a penalty for that yeah, in the box? Of course Rubbish.
3: Absolute rubbish, had Alex. Had look at his had face. I sent him off for dying. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm cheating.
0: Whatever. I have got Jealousy the list that.
2: of the top goal scorers in front of me, and uh, you're going to tell me has scored more. Are you ready? Yes. Alex, you're going to go first. Okay. Harry Kane or Eden Hazard? Kane. Kane, you are correct. Easy one, that. Easy, oh, easy, easy, easy one. I think I've scored that. more Favoritism. than Hazard. He's he not prolific, is no. he? No. A Bamiang. Oh,
0: Marnie. Marnie. Marnie.
2: Wow, wow. wow. 15 goals from Aubameyang and Marnie only on 11 What, it's just this, this season? This, this season? So oh, I didn't thought oh, know you know meant Hold on, hold on I thought you meant ever I've just said this season Oh, none of us heard oh, you You I must I have said he made it very clearly. clearly Did I say this? Well, I'd have gone with Aubameyang because I know he's
0: right up at the top this season
2: Podcast listeners can rewind and see who's in the wrong It's probably me Don't matter. don't matter anyway Still 1-0 Yeah, alright, yeah For you then Callum Wilson or Paul Pogba? Oh,
3: Wilson's been on fire. i Adam in the fantasy football team all season. Pogba's got ten.
2: Wilson, Wilson, you are correct. Yeah. Good call out. Joshua King or Firmino? Joshua King oh. for Bournemouth or Firmino for Liverpool?
0: Firmino's not scored many. I've got to go with Josh King. Oh, mm.
2: unfortunately, you're wrong. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow, I'm not good at this, am I? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> For you then, Alex, your final one: Raheem Sterling or Mane? Sterling. 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 Oh no! Oh, no wow. Behind. This is from the official Premier League website. Uh, and then, uh, Danny, can you tell me: Sergio Aguero or Mohamed Salah? Uh, Salah. Salah. You are. Correct. Right. We're going to take a little break. Do you enjoy that game? I think that was more stressful, the game, for all of us in the room. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it. it wasn't
0: explained clearly. I, I think
2: the stress <laughs> levels went through the roof. Uh, this is Wednesday Club. Uh, we are going to take a little break. Uh, Alex? Yeah, but just before we do...
3: <laughs> just before we do take a little break, I saw something on Twitter this week, and it might be the worst thing. I've ever seen. I sent you the clip. Have you got to Yes, the... I do. Right, explain this, Danny Jackson.
1: The
2: singing city player's name. Alright, oh,
1: okay.
2: Don't stop doing the claps, Dan. Don't stop doing the claps. <laughs> <laughs> <He's joining laughs> Silver, silver. If you've not seen the video, we're going to put it on MCR 40 social. And you can see Danny in the middle of them all, can't you? Do
3: you know what? For the first time ever, I think I might actually want Liverpool to win the league now (laughs) after that. I've got to agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's grim. That, that, that's grim. That's, um, y- listen, the, the Yanks like to do ridiculous things. Don't you tell me the amount of American fans you've got have not done anything as stupid as that in the past. Uh, no, nah, that's not for me, that. Right, we're going to
2: take a little break. We're only having a bit of a Jeez laugh. Uh, play over there. Uh, go check out the video. Um, I'm sure Dan will be leading the way with that one on City Square. <laughs>
0: I'll, try, I'll try it. And, yeah, if you're there early against Chelsea, yeah, we'll, me and Natalie Pike will do that on stage. V- very early and get absolutely
2: bombed with eggs and tomatoes (laughs) I'm guessing Uh, right we'll be right back speaking with Peter Bolton and our kids coming in the studio we're talking about uh, the Munich Air disaster 61 uh, years ago today Uh, we're going to be reflecting that right after this Manchester Football Social Welcome back to the Wednesday Club uh, and today is 6-1 years since the Munich Air Disaster. Uh, all over Twitter, everyone has been paying their respects and you can pay your respects at Old Trafford as well. Uh, we wanted to get a legend on on the phone. His name is Peter Bolton. We're going uh, Manchester United followed for over 50 years who can just talk about and reflect uh, the mood of Manchester United fans today. Uh, good, good evening, Peter. Thank you for joining us.
4: Good evening. I don't like the word legend. I never played for the club, no, not a legend. Not Come a legend. <laughs> a legend fan then. Uh,
2: you can go and follow you on Twitter, Peter Bolton 3 uh, Peter, can you tell me, um, for, for those listening cause around the world who get the podcast, in Manchester today, uh, what what is it like for a Manchester United fan?
4: Well, um, I'm a bit down really. I mean, I'm not old enough to remember the players, personally, but it's a massive part of the Manchester United history. Um, So, you know, I woke up this morning, first thing I thought of is all the ones who died at Munich or ended their careers at Munich or whatever. Um, There'll be a lot of Manchester United fans will have gone over to Munich uh, this week, you know, for today, there'll be a lot of Manchester United fans going down to the Munich Memorial at Old Trafford today. It's just a poignant part of it's part of our history, isn't it?
2: It is. I think it means so much as well that 61 years later, it's still as important as 30 years ago, 20 years ago. There is still that level of we need to show our respects from United fans. Do you think, Pete?
4: Yes, certainly do. I mean, I've I've gone through um, you know through the internet this morning and. It's quite, I don't know, humbling to the club that so many players of saying, you know, it's a big part of our history, but on Twitter or what other form of um, the internet you want to use, the, most of the players, have put a picture of whatever, you know, the, the, the last line-up or uh, we'll never die or things like that. And, and all the players are into the history as well. And, and I think that goes to show that they're not just here for the money and then gone which some players have been in the past you know they're part of the Manchester United family and Manchester United is a family and I mean even Patrice Ever put something up this morning you know a picture of him out in Munich it was obviously it wasn't from this year it was from a past year probably that 50th anniversary or yeah. 60th anniversary whenever he was out there, but it just goes to show Manchester United is in the heart of a lot of people, you know whether you're a player, a fan or even Manchester City have mentioned it today, now it's part of the Manchester culture and part of Manchester, isn't it? it I was just going to say, I mean Joel said there the respect that United
0: fans show this this sort of time of year, well, you know, the anniversary um, it's not just United fans is it? I mean let's not forget Frank Swift was on uh, on that flight as well, um, and he, he was a blue. And I think, I think as much as this rivalry in football, as we know, uh, I think it, it, this goes beyond football, doesn't it? This is a, a human thing, and I think anybody, who, who, whatever club you you support, that doesn't show respect today, uh, for me, are people that are not worth knowing. I think it's something that, that's it's broader than just football, isn't it?
4: It is, it is. It is it's, you know, I mean, life and death is uh, broader than football, And uh, but there's been quite a few other people from other clubs that have, have mentioned, you know, Munich today in a positive way, rather than the, you know, old-fashioned chanting and things like that. I know it still goes on, and I know people still refer to Manchester United fans as you know, Munich's and things like that. But, I mean, most people these days are, are grown up enough to, to realise, you know, it's, it is it is something that is dear to our hearts, it's dear to Bank Unions, and, and even, you know, City fans. I mean, I know some of the youngsters won't realise it, but Frank Swift was probably one of their greatest ever goalkeepers, you know, and, and retired and a journalist, but, you know, he died there. So it's nothing, you know, it's not something that you want to chant about and celebrate, that they all died you know that's where you know you really you wouldn't want to um, if anybody died you know and you know, in other things but it has happened but it is a sad day today and uh, I'm hoping I'm going down to Old Trafford for you know before half two for the before three o'clock uh, seven minute there and, uh, and I'm seeing on the internet quite a lot of United fans in Munich as well so it just shows you know people who are certainly a lot younger than 61, are still prepared to go over and show their respects all the way over to Munich, a few days over there, the flights, the costs and everything else, and they're going over there to uh, celebrate, if you want, um, the fact that we had such a great thing and pay their respects to the people that died on the day and the people that died after the day. Peter for
2: you you've been saying you've been following United for 50 years it says and what was it like them initial seasons was there any sort of what what was munich because it was obviously so early yeah, on in, well, in its history what was it like back then
4: well i was too young i mean i was only born the year before so i was you know i was only one um, but for my dad who told me all about it now my dad it was in his that he was going a lot then and that was you know like his team he'd started going in the late 40s so he was only you know in his 20s um, when that happened, mid-20s, probably 20-something, 26-something. So it more affected, uh, you know, my dad and, and that. And and then when I started traveling a lot with a, a chap that we all know as old John, uh, John Butterfield, well, he was born in 33. So he was 23 at the, uh, 25, sorry, get me that's right. right, at the time. And he you know used to know some of the players and he he got quite pally with a couple of the players and went out to, to their house he worked with one of the players sisters and went to their house for dinner with them and he regarded them as as friends and you know people like that you know he he was really caught up about it and i'll go and meet him this, you know i know he'll be there this afternoon and he he's traveled um in europe from the 60s right through to last year and uh, he's retired from travelling in Europe he's retired from travelling in Europe now but uh, I think it affects them a bit more because they know the people Yeah, knew them rather than me, I've been brought up on the history Mm -hmm. and learning about it where they were brought up, well it affected them and you know at the time they knew the players I think there's a bit of a difference there
2: Peter, can I say thank you very much uh, yeah, for coming on okay, the show? Yeah. It's a wonderful to pleasure. have a chat with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, all the best to Peter. Go, go check him out. See you later, Peter. Thank you very much. Uh, See,
3: um, a bit like Peter then, who's a really great caller, um, a bit like Peter, I'm too young, obviously, to remember it, but I used to go, when I first started going to United for like the first 10, 12 years, I went with my granddad. And every February, um, he'd there'd always be something in the programme and it would always be the nearest home match, nearest um, the 6th of Feb. And he'd always, like, say before the match, because we'd get there two hours early, and he'd be like, when the players come out, when that team comes out, imagine if that was the last time you ever saw that team. And eight of those players, eight of the first 11, you just never played football again. And that always kind of really brought it home a bit. Because it's quite difficult if you're young to imagine or to, you know, because it feels like it's such
0: ancient history now if you're a young you're a youngster. It but, doesn't and I think what what he said there as well about you know the uh, people using it as a slur against united um, as as we know some fans do. Um, I think that's just uneducated people it's, you know, well, yeah, it's and younger thing. people I think anybody of a certain age well, it was uh, worse in of, the 80s wasn't it and oh, they, gosh, you
3: know yeah, they yeah, it's, yeah. so it's always been there full credit to city I will never forget in um,
0: 08 yeah. when city yeah, city yeah. actually went and, and there was a nervousness going into there that. You get the idiots uh, that might our say people, something. Our city or, fans
3: going to it. Yeah, and then United fans going to yeah. react. Well, it's going to kick off massively, yeah. and I'll never forget that game. It was like it was such a. It felt like Manchester came together, and yeah. it
0: also felt like that.
3: But as be i honest, say a you know Frank Swift,
0: as, well. as we talked about there, Frank Swift was on that flight. I mean, yeah. why would a city? Why would any city fan? make fun of that kind of especially when one of your own was on there as well it yeah, just doesn't yeah. make any sense And I, but I actually do think it's being eradicated I, I, I go to a, the vast majority of City of get away games and it's not something you hear very often it's anymore. not like it and was it 30 to be years ago a long... is it yeah
2: Right, I think we're going to welcome to the studio now, Arkid. Um, uh, we love his music on the uh, on the station, and he's joining us in the studio. Uh, hello, Arkid. You okay, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks yourself, Joe. I'm very well, mate. Today's a, a big day for you. It's an important day for you as an artist. You have written something for Munich. Um, what tell us firstly when you first got the idea to write this poem uh, about the Munich air disaster and and the process it was from pen to paper.
5: Uh, it was pretty much... I mean, the immunity disaster, as you'll know as I read, it's sort of steeped in your history, sort of... Uh, as soon as you get a United shirt, it sort of goes hand in hand. You hear the stories yeah. when you're on the terraces and so on, and my parents and stuff. Uh, the process was... It felt like quite a weighty weighty subject, obviously. I, I
2: can imagine.
5: Um, so I was really nervous about putting it out, and there's Granada Reports who approached me and said, have you got anything that's written for it? And they've been playing around with the idea of the clock and how time stands still and stuff, Um and I didn't want to put it out, and actually put it to the people at Man United, and they put it in front of some of the um, families, that I, and, and they said, "No, it's it, it's bang on. It just sort of hits the sentiment." But it was just, um, it was really nerve wracking. But the response has been been great.
2: What's that like for you then, when you get told by some of the family members that you know what this this piece that you've written is just perfect for to sum up the moment? I mean, that must have been put a smile on your face.
5: Uh, not a so smile. It's um, it's it's overwhelming, really. You know what I mean? It's like it's like. I, I, as much as I tried to put it into words on in a poem, I don't think anything can really uh, sum up what what the city and what the, what the families have gone through. Um... It was quite peaceful for me to know that they, they, they were happy with it because obviously the worst thing would be if it, if if it got a negative response because such a
2: weighty subject. Ah, uh, kid, um, make sure people go follow you on on Twitter as well, uh, just because the video is wonderful. You'll be able to see it on Granada t- News tonight. I think it's gone out tonight. Yeah, probably. The, uh, check that out as well on his uh, Twitter. Um, are you good to, to, to do the poem for us here on Xs Manchester? We can, you know, we'll leave you to it. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure this is going to be a wonderful moment for anyone listening. Uh, obviously. In the podcast around the world, and for those listening live uh, in Manchester, our kid, are you good? Take it away, mate. Cool. This is called 1504. 1504,
5: the clock stopped short. A city struck with alarm as news rang the streets. Frozen fingers of fate clutched flowers from the sky. Petals perished before they could blossom. Sons of Gorton, Salford, Dudley, Dublin, Yorkshire. Robust red numbers rest now in timeless slumber. Alongside pressmen, pilots and passengers. United in peace. Sports and afterthought. These were babes to parents, families, friends and fans. Survivors scuffled out with their lives, yet they lost so much more in the ice. 23 will forever be promises unfulfilled. At 15.04, their clocks stand still, yet time's hands can't be held back and their legacy never will.
4: One cold and bitter Thursday in Munich, Germany Eight great football stalwarts conceded victory Eight men will never play again. Who met destruction there? The flowers of English football. The flowers of Manchester. Manchester
0: Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show.